We're back in the Queer Town Clubhouse. Hi, y'all. My name is Mace Kerwick, and I am joined by some of the hottest folks in Austin, Texas today. Team, introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Javi Youngo. I'm Kristen. I'm Charlie Blaine. And this is Queer Town! <laughs> wow, that was cute. I really <laughs> filleted the mic there. <laughs> so sorry. Dear <laughs> So... Charlie, it is about to be your birthday, yep. and we yep. are going to do a little celebratory cheers. Cheers. Yay. Cheers, queers. Cheers. One more year. <laughs> One more year. Um, I'm So I'm heading into my Saturn return, and my birthday's on a full moon Ooh. in the middle of a Venus and Mercury retrograde. So I feel like... Which started today, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm like, I feel like some shit's going to go down, but I'm trying to stay open to it, cosmically open. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Colorado. I'm very excited about that. That'll be great. What do you have planned? Um, hiking and biking and swimming and being somewhere that's not a million degrees. And yeah, going to the rodeo. Hell We're going to yeah. desert hearts uh, this situation uh, where me and my partner are going to go to the rodeo <laughs> and like full Western garb. Oh, hell yeah. I saw Desert Hearts for the first time a few years ago, and I loved it. What a moving, incredibly well-told story. Who's in this? I don't think I know this. Oh, crud, who is in it? I wasn't familiar with either of the actresses in it, but it was one of the first major movies that was directed by an out queer woman about two queer female characters. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I I feel like, um, you know it really set the ground for Brokeback Mountain to fly, in my mm. opinion. Yeah. Country queers. Desert Hearts is what it's called? Yeah. Okay. How's everybody else doing? Javi, K-Wash? I have no complaints. I mean, I do, but <laughs> when don't I? <laughs> I mean, as you all know, I started this week off thinking it was the end of the week. So I haven't really recovered since. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> That's Just very fair. catch up all week. You're yeah. halfway through. Thank you for that reminder. I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll get to the end of this week and feel like it's the beginning of the next week and then remind yourself that you have a weekend. Low-key, I hope that happens. But I have plans this weekend. Mm. So it won't feel like a weekend because a weekend to me is when I don't do anything. But that's just because I have a warped sense of what free time is, so... Wait, you have like work plans or fun plans? They're fun plans. (laughs) (laughs) But they're a burden. (laughs) (laughs) To my friends who are listening, who I'm hanging out with this weekend, you are not a burden. You mean everything to me. I love you so much. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Aren't we doing something Sunday morning? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I have a interesting scenario. I was on a date a few nights ago. Mm. And there was this moment where I don't know why. I think I was maybe a little anxious. And so I was talking about anything that would come to the top of my mind because I just wanted to fill the silence. And we were at the Grand and we were about to play darts. And neither one of us were any good at darts. But I still felt like I needed to, like, you know, like make it a fun, casual uh, space to be in. And I, epically failed at that because I was trying to talk about 
a situation from my childhood because my dad used to play darts, but somehow my like ADHD brain just like skipped over three very important words in the sentence. And I did this thing where I like said like three fourths of a sentence and we both knew that it wasn't a full sentence. (laughs) 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 And uh, I immediately like kind of turned towards the side and was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) I had a very similar thing happen to me. I was, we had an intern presentation at my job and they came up to me after. I was like, oh my God, you did so great, blah, blah, blah. And they were just telling me their life story. And they made a comment about taking their little brother to college. And I meant to say yay. And for some reason, my brain just didn't. And I said, yum. (laughs) 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 And I've done that twice within the last like two weeks and I don't know how to not do that. Brains are <laughs> the worst. They mm-hmm. sabotage yes. us at all times. Yes. Can we get Kristen saying yum on the board? Can that be an <laughs> oh, sound effect? That would be so good. That would be so good. Because there's so many things that you would not say yum to that we could just throw that in afterwards. Yum. <laughs> I also would like to pitch another sound effect, which is just like the opening notes of the Sex and the City theme. Um, anytime May says, I was on a date recently. Mm-hmm. And then you just go into your story. You like that, that? that is That's very fair. Yeah, this was a good date. Uh, Hold I on, think... I have a question about this date. Yeah, mm-hmm. this has to be the first time two uh, queer individuals uh, have gone to the Grand for a first date. <laughs> and I say this as someone who loves the Grand. <laughs> you you might be onto something. Uh, it was a it was packed. Uh, I guess there's like their Monday. Um, I was about to say bowling league, but no, it is a pool hall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which goes to show how good I was at pool. I was terrible. And uh, it honestly created an interesting point of conversation because the guy I was on the date with was like, wow, I still can't get over the fact that you proposed this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to impress me? Like, No, I'm trying to hang out in AC. And this was the first thing that came to mind. (laughs) You're just trying to flaunt how humble you are. You're like, see... I'm so relatable. Yeah. I'm just like you. <laughs> also, great bar. It is, it is a great bar. Great alcohol selection. Yep. Mm-hmm. We love they the grand. They put great things on the TV. I they love do. Place. Yep. And this was the first date in recent memory where I didn't pay for a thing. Oh. oh I that. felt like a pampered little princess. Little and gentleman. that never happens to me. And I loved it. Oh, right. I love that. Yeah. It was grand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> okay, y'all. I had an experience this week. It's quick. It's short. It made me so happy. Um, so I got this new hand hook. Like it's a wall hook to hang stuff on. Oh, I was thinking like Captain Hook. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm obsessed with hands. And my friend gave me this wall hook to like go on my wall uh-huh. so I can hang stuff on it. And I was like, guess what? I have to go to Home Depot to get some wall studs to mount this thing. But so the hook is a hand. The hook is a hand. And I will what? show you a picture. Okay. Um, and I walked into Home Depot. I knew exactly where I was going. I know exactly what I needed. I Never walked in. I've had. Nobody <laughs> looked at me. Nobody asked me if I needed help. You know, I just had the smoothest 
Home Depot experience and walked out and felt like a true butch, you know, wow. like, a, like yeah. a real dyke. I was like, wow, I feel so accomplished. Like I just like my mm. ego is really through the roof right now. I don't need anybody at Home Depot's yeah. help. It was so great. This is what like what going to Crate and Barrel is like for me. Uh, mm. Just go. I know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> exactly what I need. You know, I got hit up by a Crate and Barrel ad, and this is the funniest fucking thing I've seen in a very long time. It was talking about items that you could buy at Crate and Barrel to furnish your college dorm room. Mm. <laughs> because college students have that budget. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know what fucking moron put that one together but uh, I'm sorry but really missed the mark there. Everyone's trying to take the opportunity of the fact that Bed Bath & Beyond is now out of business. Right. Just uh, you might be onto something. Open. Yeah they're like hey maybe someone has $500 for a juicer. <laughs> <laughs> and we're entering spooky season which we might have some exciting things to Yeah stay tuned but, QT uh, QTs. Crate and Barrel does a spooky chic they do a real Ooh. classy Halloween decoration. Okay. I very much recommend. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't really do anything for Halloween. I don't I don't like decorating because I got to take it down. Yeah, and that's so real. Store it. Sure. Yes. And then I got to bring it back. It's a whole cycle. For sure. It's stressful to be honest. But also, I don't have style. It's all going to look like a college dorm since we're talking about it. <laughs> and that's stressful too. So, Maybe, but you know what? In many ways, like I res, I like respect it because, I, yeah, I go inside of a crate and barrel and like I'm walking out with something I don't need, and I was like, I wish I could just be a person that was happy with blank walls. <laughs> but I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, it's just chaos up there. <laughs> it just I can't this... be seasonal. No, because it's got to live there year round. It's, it's, it's going to be there for yeah. a bit. I was trying this experimental lighting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. in my uh, living room and it didn't work it didn't pan out but it's still up there mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where it's going to be until i figure something else out god that's so fascinating yeah there, there's definitely been some like failed projects uh don't look around <laughs> but you know what people in this room have inspired me and i finally got my first disco ball oh that's <gasps> hanging up in my living room now oh. i love that uh we had a disco infuser at um the last festival I was at, I was like, I need this in my life. What is what a is disco that? infuser? Oh, sorry, a disco ball, like oh. oil infuser. Oh. I also missed a few words yeah. in between there. My <laughs> you bad. know what? Cheers to us. Yeah. We're, we're trying our best. We're alive. We're yeah. here. All right, y'all. On the count of three. Hot. No one counted. <laughs> it's so hot. Mace didn't count. Charlie went straight into it. <laughs> well, we made eye contact. Okay. Three words you missed. One, two, three. Incredible. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, okay, let's try that once more. Let's try that once more. Okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. Hot. 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 It's so hot. <laughs> Nailed it, honestly. Honestly, we don't need to replace that one. I was in Mexico when we made that sound effect, and I was real bummed when I got back and caught up on messages. And I was like, oh, I didn't get to, I didn't get oh, to contribute to that. No, it's, it's not fun. too late. It's pretty perfect. It's, per- it's pretty perfect. I don't think I can add to it. What would you have added? I don't even know. I don't even hear myself, to be honest. No. Yeah, I probably would have gone real bass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. you would have been heard. Yeah. yeah. I would have been like uh, the the guy who talks in voice to men. Oh yeah. 
Get ready for hot topic. Hey, <laughs> hey baby. <laughs> that, that was like a. Um, <laughs> that's the new one. Okay, so I want to have a conversation about being potentially child-free by choice. This came to mind because I was driving to my therapist's office and I saw a ginormous billboard that says stop having kids. Um, And I feel like it's a very popular thing to be doing these days. I was also sent that billboard. I didn't pass it, but I've seen it. You were sent it? Yeah, I got sent a picture of it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I missed another word. I was sent a picture of this billboard. (laughs) Like, this is, the style of billboard is like, you know, those like, you know, find Jesus or you'll die billboards that you find in rural Texas when you're on a road trip. Mm -hmm. This was the style of billboard, but it was the antithesis of that. It was like, stop having kids, you know. Which Um, like, low key, finally. I'm like, I'm, we need to start buying billboards. Like, mm -hmm. put it up there. Stop having them. We don't need any more. I need to know who put that billboard I want to know so bad. Yeah. Is it like a campaign or is it someone just being like, I can't stand these fucking kids. It's an organization <laughs> that oh. is like pro helping people find access to abortions outside of oh. the state of Texas. Oh, it right. is a pro adoption for anyone and everyone who wants a child. Right. Like it's an organization that sponsored this billboard and put it up on South Lamar. <laughs> I'm glad you looked into it because mm-hmm. I was just like, LOL. I love that. And then kept on with my life. <laughs> well, it it kind of brings up this topic of you know I know a lot of people who don't want to have children who yeah. want to embrace that dinkwad lifestyle, double mm-hmm. income, no kids with a dog, and um, which you know, is what I thought you were going to say <laughs> when you were like, I've learned of a new term recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it like brings up this conversation of like you know maybe there's an an. People are building their own shape and form of family and a lot of people are choosing not to have children like very intentionally. And, you know, what are our thoughts on that? I think it's great. Uh, And I think it's very interesting within the queer community because I think a lot of the imagery that I, I kind of like grew up absorbing, whether consciously or subconsciously, were uh, like, you know, lesbian mothers who mm. uh, were having kids. I mean, that was a very early on plot line in the L word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that I feel like a lot of Instagram influencers that I've seen have kind of like done, like once they get married, it's like they start having kids. And it's still that like very hallmark all American family vibe from them. Uh, like there's these two guys who um, I've seen on TikTok a couple times who, you know, I think they have like three kids and they're like renovating homes and it's like still fitting into like a cis heteronormative lifestyle in a very digestible way. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm moving the chair. <laughs> Or I just have bad gas. <laughs> You'll never know, <laughs> listeners. Well, it, it sounded like you're like, you know what? That lifestyle, boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it is worth challenging. And I think it's worth challenging in a very open and candid way. Because I think previously it was, oh, like, could you not afford to do that? Was it not legal to do that? But now there's this interesting opportunity that I think a lot of us are finding where it really is an individual choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to step back a bit and clarify my stance on like having children. I don't want to have children. I'm not against people having children, but I do like that this billboard and that this conversation is 
around because if anything I think it kind of puts the conversation of like okay why don't people want to have kids yep and make even make someone think like do I want to have kids mm-hmm. and maybe like because we're just trained and conditioned yeah. you know yep. to want to have this sort of what is it 2.5 kids in a family with a white picket fence you know whatever yeah um and everyone's not built for that everyone's not financially built for that, mentally built for that, emotionally built for that. And I think that needs to be a bigger conversation in all communities, not yeah. just in the queer community. Um, so I, I kind of like it for that reason. But the challenge I'm facing now is how to interact with people who are still on that. I'm, I want to have a family. I want to have kids and be happy for them because obviously they're in your life. But um, how do you kind of con- make those two Worlds collide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of going back to your point of like, f- ever since I was alive, it's, you know, oh, yes, women have children. And, you know, that's like a meter of success or, you know, you're moving up that escalator of, you know, oh, you've done all of the right things. And, um, you know, I thought about it for a bit and I'm like, I don't want to have kids. I don't think I would. I think I would be a great mother, but I don't want to be a mother. But, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere I look, it's, you know, in TV shows and in movies and my parents asking me, are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? You know, um, and it's something that's celebrated like, oh, we'd be so proud of you. And I'm like, OK, well, you can be proud of me even if I make a different decision and don't have children. Yep. <laughs> um, well, and the escalator, just to go back to that real quick, it's um, uh, basically like a social conditioning where uh, we kind of expect things to advance in a standard way. So mm-hmm. if a first date goes really well, that might lead towards physical or emotional intimacy, which could lead towards sexual intimacy, which could lead towards becoming, you know, a monogamous couple, which could lead towards moving in together or getting engaged, so on and so forth. And it's really interesting to me when people challenge that. And I feel like so much of like the television shows that were broadcast in the 70s and 80s in particular were people who were like mixing things up. Mm-hmm. And it was so scandalous and it was so dramatic. And yet here we are in, you know, the 2020s and we're clearly still navigating those same cultural blockades if you will yeah yeah i am um, uh having done therapy for a while i've had clients and it's really interesting who um i don't know succumb to the pressure is not probably the right way of saying it but have kids mm-hmm. and then like in therapy get to this place of like i kind of regret kids and that's such a thing that they can't voice in their life and there's like so much shame around even expressing it Mm -hmm. um in a room with a therapist where i'm like that's okay you can have that feeling like we can talk about that it doesn't mean you're a bad mother or whatever but it's so interesting to see like the repercussions and like what that pressure so i've always actually thought about like in queer communities that there's like a bit of a freedom from that right because that i don't necessarily feel like I, I just i think i around me there are so many people who aren't living that lifestyle that it like sort of relieves uh me or other people of that lifestyle um because yeah i i just i just have experienced it with uh, with my like heterosexual friends where i'm like wow that pressure is real real over there um, yeah, and it's just that's just like so much to put on a person. It's a lot yeah. to carry. Mm-hmm. And I remember 
like even like five, 10 years ago when I first started articulating, you know, I don't think I really want kids. Like I'm open to having a different, you know, response to that at some point in time, but at least in this moment, I don't want kids. People would always push back. Oh, but I think you'd be a great dad. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not really the issue. It's like that, that might be, that true. Can be true. And right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also someone who's really interested in pursuing certain aspects of my career. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I want to have like an unhealthy work-life balance. I'm saying that like, I think the only way for me to do that is to pursue certain things and then just chill the fuck out on my own terms. You know, every once in a while I'll eat a really big meal, not intentionally. Like I just go out to eat and I have a really delicious big meal. And then I come home and I take a shower and like, I hold my stomach and I'm like, Oh, this would be really cute. And then I actually think about having a child and I'm like, absolutely fucking not. So like, yeah, there's, there's still a little bit of like romanticism in yeah. it for me. And I also want to be clear that like, you know, we're not trying to shit on anyone who has sure. kids. No, yeah. totally. I know some people and know of some people who are in queer relationships and have had children and have created their own definition of family that I have so much respect and admiration for and look up to it a lot. And children just isn't in it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend um, who has like teenage children and isn't really involved in their life very much. And feels like pretty good about that. Yeah. And I've never really seen a person sort of have that separation of like, actually, my kids are doing great. They're healthy, happy, loved for by so many people. Yeah. They just don't live with me. And that works for all of us. And I'm like, okay, that is, I don't know how much work you had to do to get there. I know. What a sweet mm -hmm. deal. I know, right? <laughs> But even just like mentally getting to there, because there's so much like pressure, especially put on women in society about always being present for your children and always yeah. being there and like you having to be there. You don't get mm -hmm. to like opt out to it, you know, and I think that's also a stressor for a lot of people uh, or um, I'll speak for me. It's a stressor for me. It's maybe it's selfishness, but I'm like, I like my life. I like my life the way it is. I like the job I have. I like the things I get to do. And I see the people around me who have children, who have families like that, and they don't get to do the things I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a big factor in it for me. We also talked about um, just like the changes that your body goes through. Mm -hmm. it's, and there's all these factors that go into place that people don't think about when Oh, a lot of people don't think about. I think some people are just like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part for me. It's like, I really wish there was more education about like what it meant to like bring children into this world, the effect it has on the people around you, the economy, the environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause it is such a commitment. And I'm not a parent, but I've mm -hmm. seen my brother navigate parenthood. And at least from what I have observed from like a fairly distant third party uh, perspective, it it's different than you think it'll be. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of money that has to mm -hmm. go in towards, I, I think, making parenthood work. Mm -hmm. And um, and he's a straight guy, right? Like if I wanted to have an IVF pregnancy 
and let's say I was in a relationship with another guy, it would be so expensive in Texas. And I don't think the law has been updated. I think the law as it stands is that whoever donates the egg cannot legally be your um, carrier uh, of the pregnancy. Uh, So you have to find... Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. So they really make it quite difficult. And I think in the state of Texas, it is legal to discriminate against same-sex couples uh, for adoption. Uh, So religious agencies have it within their authority now to tell people, no, we're not going to let you adopt these kids. Um, And so it's like all of that is in play. And it is interesting that there is like a conversation, right, simultaneously happening of... There's a lot of people out there who just aren't interested in it. Yeah. Can I? I oh, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, too, and I know people say this, and it's, and I know it sounds shitty, but like, I really would think twice about bringing a kid into this world. Things, <laughs> things are rough, and they don't that's, look like they're getting better. And I know that's cynical. That's but, the question I was just going to ask yeah. is, you know, it might kind of be a hard one, but is it still ethical to be yeah. bringing kids into this world? Totally. Yeah, I think that's kind of the lens I view it in most of the time is like I feel pretty shitty for the kids who are being brought into this world now. Um, And yeah, I just it's tough. Like every day you hear something else just terrible happening and you're like, damn. Now I got to think about my my niece growing up and going to school Mm -hmm. and all this. And I just. I'm like, how can you know this and be like, you know what? Let's add another one. Yeah. Let's yep. bring someone else, else mm-hmm. in to worry about. Not even just like, that's my whole thing. Like this is another being that I'm responsible for mm-hmm. raising and nurturing and caring for. That's not stressful to you. Like that seems like a lot to me. I can't even take care of myself. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I'm having difficulty navigating everything that's going on right now, right? Between climate change and the economy and all of the stuff that's happening in like a very scary level here in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, It's hard to want to be like, yeah, you know what sounds like really good right now is like getting into a partnership and like giving up the minimal free time that I have. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I've worked my ass off to get where I am in my career. Yeah. And to give that up after a year or two, it's like, cool. I experienced that. I'm good. And like, if, if that's your take on things, all the more power to you, but maybe I'm just selfish and I want to maintain where I've been for a second. I've heard both you and Kristen use this term selfish in this pod. And I want to say, I don't think it's selfish at all Yeah, at all. I actually think that it is a decision that you're making because you know, if you were to bring a child into this world, you wouldn't, you might have some resentments and that's, you know, not maybe an environment that a child should be raised in. So actually you're making a, like a decision that's great for both potential parties. You know, it's like, you know, you're making a decision that's good for your life and that's not selfish. I don't think it's a selfish decision to make, to be like, I don't want kids. And also to take it further so that you guys can get a little glimpse of what I'm like in therapy. Cause I say this shit all the time where I was like, you live in a culture that is stigmatized selfishness. Mm-hmm. Like, like, every, like it's a culture that asks you to give, 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 um, in like every direction. And so like, I think being selfish is 
like people need to do it more often because I don't think we're conditioned to do it. Um, so anyways, that's my little weird tangent. I think there's a difference between selfish and self-aware, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and like making sure that you meet your own needs. That's a good point. I will say I did miss a concert the day my niece was born and I haven't forgiven her yet. So. <laughs> was it Paramore? Was it Paramore? No, it was a One Republic. <laughs> I'm going to need you to let that go. <laughs> Are they touring? Have you seen Ryan Tedder around? I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I do want to make a maybe an observation. I think a lot of people have families to replace their need for community and i think if Mm. people would expand their idea of community we would maybe see a decrease in people's desire or need to create families of their own or like the sizable families that we see around Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's such a good point because i remember as a kid finding out about people like katherine hepburn who never had kids and i just thought my God, how lonely that must be. And it wasn't until early adulthood where I really began to like become aware of that and be like, wow, that was a really interesting thought that I just accepted as a child. And I didn't question, I didn't push back against it. It was like, wow, like she must have been so lonely. Like, are you kidding me? We're talking about Catherine Hepburn. Like she was loaded. She was probably like doing great. And there are so many studies coming out that say like people in like their elder elderly years like the happier people are single child-free people interesting you know that's kind of so in my mind the only time i'm like "Mm, you know this would be a great you know reason to have kids is to have somebody to take care of you when you're older because otherwise it's incredibly expensive to be somebody that's aging and in the end stages of life and be alone. But I guess that kind of comes back to your question of, you know, maybe that just means expanding community and building relationships with people so that you aren't alone in those, in those years. Um, I I think it also brings up a, a question of like, you know, I think that in queer communities, we have a different definition of what family is For sure. and like, what does that look like for us? Tossing that to the group. Yeah, I think chosen family is, there's like a sacredness to that term. And it is something that invites conflict. And obviously conflicts are resolution. Mm -hmm. But I I think it is like a, it's like friendship plus. Mm -hmm. It's it's not just, um, you know, people to go have brunch with, although it could be that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I think it really is like, hey, like, I'm moving and I need help calling down things in my house or I have this like really weird issue at work that I don't know how to navigate. Um, It's like all of the things that I could potentially turn towards my biological family for, but sometimes it just feels better to turn towards people who, from my perception, understand me better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had it recently with um, a really close friend of mine who I essentially consider family. And long story, his boyfriend's father fell ill, so the boyfriend had to fly away. And at the time, he had a um, medical, a scary, kind of a real scary medical procedure that he needed, was already scheduled. And he was like, I don't know if I'm going to have to reschedule. And I was like, that's not even, like, what are you talking about? 
I'm going to take you. Like, it's not even a question. You don't even have to be the person to ask me. And I just like in that moment was just like, oh, right. Because family, like you don't even have to ask. Like, mm-hmm. uh, And I was like, oh, I just hadn't like had this feeling in a while or thought about that um, in that way. Because I just had not like that need had not presented itself in that relationship in a while. But I was like, yeah, that, that's what that's what we're, that's what I'm here for. Like, you truly have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Well, that was nice. That is nice. Yeah. I'm very fortunate to have like several friends that I consider family and it's I don't know if I can articulate like what it means and why I have that like craving or desire to sort of kind of create this community around me I think it's just innate that you feel that but um that's biological baby yeah that is a biological thing that we do I can't articulate it I just I just know when I feel it and I'm like yep you are here with me now and you're here as long as you want to be. And when you say goodbye, I will let you go in peace. Hopefully I might scream a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you leaving me? No. <laughs> Don't leave me. Um, so it's interesting that we're talking about biology real quick, because when I was in college, I took a, um, it was the history of human sexuality, but told from the biology department at Mizzou's perspective. Mm. And there was this interesting theory, I can't remember who proposed it, but queer people or um, ace people um, exist to help take care of their um, siblings' children. And this was a po- this was a popular um, evolutionary psychology theory. Yeah, like like what's the, the f- evolutionary purpose of queer people? What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Loki, I'm spiraling right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it well, I got a gay brother and he's childless. So now what, bitch? <laughs> okay, so my brother has a kid. My brother and his fiance have a kid, and I love this kid so much. He is really the light of my life. He is sweet and funny and beautiful and he's a really easy baby he's just so spectacular such a testament to his parents and they have never called me to take care of him and I have <laughs> let them know I'm available <laughs> on multiple occasions it's okay for me to say this because they're never gonna listen to this podcast but I've been like hey like I really want to wa- I want to spend some time with him I've babysat my entire life I'm here I I want to be a part of your family and they have some different views than I do. Um, they are not as open as I am. You know, they're, they lean a little bit right and I lean very left. Um, and I think that that causes them some discomfort to like leave me alone with their child, which <laughs> I think is fucking ridiculous. Oh, fascinating. Um, so it's weird because it's like maybe that <laughs> quote unquote was the biological purpose of queer people. <laughs> but like in today's day and age... Shit ain't happening, at least for me. I'm also like, whoever came up with that theory came up with that theory before iced coffee existed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can you imagine anyone in Chicago or New York um, being seen on the street by anthropologists and them going, yeah, uh, childcare right there. (laughs) I just wonder if my sister knows this uh, little bit of information because... Homegirl loves to pass on my knees to me. <laughs> like, what are you doing right now? Can you watch her? <laughs> like, I'm three hours away, but sure. <laughs> Can I also, this is, this is going to sound flippant, but I think it's a real thing. I, um, I'm not going to out anybody, but I recently was around children and their parents, and they were talking to me about um, their, mm, I want to say he's 11, 
11 year old uh, and they're starting to get interested in social media. And I was like, mm, I don't know how I would navigate a child through that world. And they oh. were like, yeah, we keep catching him. Uh, like we took, we finally had to take like all his social media away from him because we kept catching him like taking shirtless pictures. And I was 11? like, I was like, like 11. I was like, yeah, I think he's 11, 11 or 12. And I was like, I'm so sorry. They're taking thirst traps at 11 or 12. That's <laughs> fucked up. You, we should not be bringing kids into this world. That's it's, fucked it's, up. No. Oh my God. That's it's too so young. interesting because, you know, uh, our, in Texas, the government here likes to talk a lot about the quote, quote, sexualization of children from the queer community. Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, that's not what's happening. No. You know, that's not how that happens. They're getting on social media it's and they're following. the community. Yeah. It's <laughs> the fucking cis, hetero, straight, fucking... A thousand percent. My my niece will just be on YouTube scrolling and there's like all these like cartoon looking like videos, but they're all these like characters in like bikinis, like shaking their hips and doing these dances, which I'm like, okay, um, nothing maybe inherently wrong. Maybe you're like, I'm sex positive. Uh, (laughs) This giraffe can have a bikini on. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like my little pony characters, but then, but then the next slide they're pregnant. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) And I like, will point stuff out to my sister and she's just like, I don't know. I'm so tired. I'm just like, Oh, I get it. But Oh, cut to the next slide and like they've had a really bad miscarriage and like <laughs> things are strained between that giraffe and peacock and they don't know how to talk anymore. Mace, you think I'm joking? One of the storylines was it followed up my little pony character from like meeting a my little pony guy character getting pregnant and then the guy leaving her in the <sighs> next slide. I'm not kidding. That's wild. What the fuck? I it- watched it all <laughs> Is this is this like a fanfic thing or is this like it's real branded content? No, no, no. It's, it's all fan content. Okay. Content. Okay. I have to imagine. Here's the other thing too that like I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I know it's going to sound silly because we're literally podcasting right now. But truly, everybody has a podcast, and there are just mm-hmm. truly idiots in the world who are putting out content and like <coughs> Joe Rogan. Yeah, there's Joe Rogan, <laughs> but like you also think about like like Andrew Tate and like all the shit that he was putting out, and like what caught my attention because I was just I would see clips of him and be like, this is fucking stupid. Who's watching this? And then like I hear all Children. these teachers being like, yeah all the boys in my class are watching this. And I'm like somebody who like my parents didn't censor shit from me. And I was like, don't censor anything for kids. But now like, I'm like, "Mm, maybe we should censor some things for kids. And I'm just like, as a parent wouldn't know how to navigate all that. This is why every time I do see my nephew, which is maybe why my brother never lets me hang out with him alone is I'm, I'm just like, Hey, it's okay to be who you are. (laughs) Hey, it's okay. It's okay. If you like boys. It's okay if you don't like anyone. You're like, I read him a bedtime story. It was the ethical sluts. (laughs) (laughs) I I read Valerie's uh, Saldanas. What is the um, feminist manifesto? Mm, Um, mm -hmm. I forget what it's called. Anywho, no, he's only like 16 months. So (laughs) that would just go right over his head. But um, I mean, I really... I just want to be the person that counters that because I don't think that my brother and his wife necessarily will be able to. Um, but just being like, hey, it's okay to be who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to be the like role model in your life that is living a different lifestyle than probably what you're going to see around you. And I want you to see me happy and fulfilled and loved. And I want to be that person in your life. Everybody's got a cool aunt or cool yeah. uncle. 
I'm definitely trying to set myself up in my niece's life to where she can come to me for anything where mm-hmm. like I can get a 3 a.m. phone call with her drunk off her ass in the future and it'll be good and she'll be safe because she knows and she you'll can be call like, me. I can't come pick you up because I'm drunk. Exactly. I'm like, ooh, can you Uber? I can send call money. you money. I got you, boo. They'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> I do think that every child needs some kind of role model in their life who's not their direct chaperone at all times mm-hmm. because I have great parents, but you know, they were also the people who created the worldview that I was raised on and you know, they set my bedtime. They did all of the parameters that parents are supposed to do. And I had other people in my life, um, like an aunt in particular, where it was very beneficial to have her as someone who I could kind of, you know, twice a year float an idea past and get a reaction from. And I, I think that is a role that I look forward to doing with um, my brother's children as they grow up because it is kind of sacred that, um, you know, role model, but not always in the picture kind of person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely didn't have that. That's it. (laughs) This, uh, this is separate, but recently my boyfriend's, uh, two sisters came into town and one of the sisters has like a newborn, uh, not newborn. He was, uh, she was born in October. Um, you're like, she's six actually. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she kept saying things just like, I know like she's finally sleeping through the night and it took everything in my being to not be like, Oh my God, Piper just started sleeping. through the night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let me tell you what that like very real thing with your like children. I'm also experiencing with my pet. <laughs> It happened like three times and I was like, Javi, stop. I had to do that when my cats were kittens because I just started a new job and one of my coworkers had just had a baby and it was like the same fucking thought of like, (laughs) I cannot compare your human baby to my cat who like got outside and was on the roof. But you fucking know what? I think you can. This is just my hot take because you know what? Like the dinkwad lifestyle of income, no kids with a dog or a cat or whatever. Like that is the life that you've chosen to take care of and like have some sort of like a relationship with in a way where you're caring, you're responsible for this life and you're caring for this life. And maybe they are a little bit more low maintenance, but it's still something that you're caring for and something that's taking up your time. Like, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's horrible to try and relate to somebody on that level in that way of like, yeah, you have a baby that just started sleeping through the night. And guess what? I have a dog that just started to sleep through the night. It's different, but kind of, the same <laughs> they were visiting and that baby was getting a lot of attention and i was like piper's right there you <laughs> she's real cute can we my puppy is cuter than your baby <laughs> just kidding well i feel like we could talk about this hot topic like every hot topic we mentioned on the show for multiple episodes but we got to dive in a little bit um, and if y'all are interested in engaging with us further, make sure to stick around because we're about to get real silly and dumb with some Queer Town Quiz Time. Stick oh, around. Ow. Ooh. 
Well, cheers, queers. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. We have made it to the back mm. part of this episode, which means that we have made it to the one and only Queer Town quiz time. Make some noise if you're excited to play today. Whoop, whoop. I thought he was going to play a sound effect. I didn't. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> I was like, you're playing and you're just <laughs> not excited. <laughs> Javi knows me too well at this yep. point. Yeah. Well, uh, today's interesting because Charlie is hosting for the first time. Are you excited? I'm so stoked. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, Well, and what is Charlie hosting? Queer Town Quiz Time. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you are judging, but when am I not? (laughs) (laughs) Typical. And we've got Kristen and Javi competing for the illustrious title of Queer Town Quiz Time winner. Whoop, 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 whoop. Are y'all ready? Yes, mm-hmm. please. Amazing. Okay, pick a number between 1 and 20. 17. 11. It was 9. It's going to Kristen. Kristen's going first. Yep. All right. Oh, my hands are sweating. Cool. And of course, we will go back and forth on who goes first. Sure, sure. Great question. Um, all right, question one. Oh, no, you've jumped down the White Rabbit's tunnel and ended up in Ken's version of Barbie Land. Mary Fuck Kill, Mojo Dojo Casa House, Push by Matchbox 20, and Horses. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to push... Wait, okay, I'm going I'm to marry the house because, you know, security. I'm going to... Kill the horses and fuck the other thing. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Incredible. All right, Javi. Okay, I am fucking Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House um, to fulfill a college fantasy of fucking in a frat house. Um, (laughs) And then I'm going to marry horses because I feel like that aesthetic of leather and plaid works well for me for a lifetime. And, uh, yeah, fuck that song. That that song can die. (laughs) All right, Mace. Wow. Could you just do a quick, like, uh, bullet point breakdown of your selections of Mary Fuck Co.? I did Mary the House, the Dojo Mojo. Casa House. Casa House. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Push a push, wait, push by match, Matchbox. <laughs> Matchbox money, yes. I was about to fuck say push, push a T. <laughs> <laughs> and um, kill the horses because I'm low key terrified. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, and I said uh, I'm gonna fuck Mojo Dojo Casa House because it smells awful in there, and I don't want to live in there for my whole life. But I will fuck a dude in there, uh, and then marry the horses because that's just a lifestyle I see for myself. Broke back fantasy uh and then uh yeah fuck push by matchbox 20 or uh, uh, kill sorry i was like yeah yes. yeah you're yeah, really focusing yeah, yeah, yeah. on fuck over <laughs> sorry. there yeah. sorry you're, you're fucking <laughs> yeah. uh wow we have two great answers before me um a lot to think about a lot <laughs> to kind of uh decipher through uh javi i don't know if i agree with you about the smell of um ken's mojo dojo casa house because there's not a lot of walls mm. but i do think that the general area might be like worth checking out for the reasons you if you're into laid down. Yeah. sort of situations yeah. so for that reason i'm going to give you this point thank you thank you thank you hell yeah all right javi's got one <laughs> Okay, second question. Javi, this is going to you first. Okay. 
you've trapped Ted Cruz in a hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. Quick, what would you say to turn him gay? Oh, um, listen, Ted, um, you are... Listen, he spends all his vacation time in Mexico, and that's some faggy shit right there. Um, so I'm going to be like, girl, you're halfway there, all right? <laughs> so, that's a terrible answer. <laughs> all right, Kristen. So, Ted, we're here again. You remember that college night? It wasn't a face. Lean in, buddy. Sail into the rest of your years happy. Goodbye. (laughs) Wow. Um, I feel like, Kristen, you're giving me some, like, fucked up version of, uh, I was about to say The Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's actually a Christmas Yes, correct, carol correct, tale. Correct. What, what, yeah, what are we going for here? Yeah, uh, you're giving me a Christmas carol yes. uh, in the best way possible. And um, Javi, I feel like you were going somewhere. Yeah, uh, I loved the use of faggy shit Thanks. in regards to Ted Cruz, <laughs> and that, I was really just projecting. But, I go to Mexico a lot. You do, yeah. yeah. You go every year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think Kristen had an interesting narrative hook there. Yeah, yeah. The the night in college was inspired. So the point goes to Kristen? It does. All right. We're one and one. All right. Question number three. Kristen, back to you first. Whoops. You've broken the rules. You've been caught breaking the rules at Barton Springs. What do you say to redeem yourself and keep from getting kicked out? Oh, no, mister. I didn't didn't see the sign. Um, if, If you don't mind, just if you point over there. Over there, and then I like slowly like let my strap fall, and I'm like oh over there, and then it just keeps falling, and he's like ma'am, ma'am, I was like oh I gotta go and just run. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Harvey. Yeah, um, I return that same energy because uh, I've been to Barton Springs and they yell at everybody, and I'm gonna be like you know what? There's too many fucking rules here, and when they say a cab, that includes lifeguards, bitch. All right. <laughs> You spend the whole time just harshing everyone's buzz? Go fuck yourself. It's a pool. Calm down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Truly, I just went to Barton Springs. Everyone's getting in trouble. What's going on? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, passionate. seriously, uh, Kristen, I loved your use of like physicality with the shoulder strap. Like you brought me into that story. I was there. Um, I loved like the innocent schoolgirlness of it all. Oh, no. Yeah. Just yeah. Need a point. God, that's a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should that's give a you the great point. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where has this been hiding? Yeah. <laughs> Javi, I loved the specificity. Uh, It was clear that you were pulling from like a very real emotional place. uh, As was I. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. Wow. Uh, Taking the steam out of uh, the statement I'm about to say, but I was about to say. sorry. No. no, Maybe you should be. (laughs) Little girl. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. This just got dark. Wow. Uh... <laughs> uh, Javi, I loved it, 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 you. You brought me into that moment, yep. and I think because of that, I have to give you this point. Thank you, thank you. Amazing. So we're two Javi, one Kristen. I All think right. so. Mm-hmm. 
So, Kristen, I wrote this question for you. Ooh. It is going to Javi first. Okay. So you'll follow it up. Um, it's remix time. Give us your best rendition of Troy Savion's, I don't know if I pronounced that right. <laughs> oh, uh, the summer bop Rush, but now it's about mush or mushy foods. Um, I feel the mush. It's going straight to my tush. <laughs> it's making me blush. Everyone, please just hush. <laughs> wow. 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 Truly speechless. So Truly speechless. All right, Kristen. Oh, God. Okay. I feel the rush. Addicted to the mush. Oh, I feel the rush. It's so yuck. It's so yuck. It's so yuck. I don't even know what you said. You said something about a tushy. It went to, listen, I said tush, and I felt like Joy Behar in that moment. I was like, who says tush? Does it rhyme with rush? I will say, when I first heard the song, I thought they were saying, I feel the rush addicted to your tush. And I was like, oh, that's spicy. I love it. And then I learned it was touch, and I was a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I had too much time to think about this because I was trying to do the verse before, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be real clever and throw in some lyrics and then I couldn't get there fast enough. 20 mm. seconds is not enough to be clever. Yeah. Sometimes. That's wow. the fun of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> two two rush related things. One, I had to learn those lyrics for our most recent live show where I played a popper bottle. Mm-hmm. And the uh the the uh, allusions to poppers in that song are thinly veiled oh, oh yeah. a thousand percent the whole yeah. thing is, yeah. is everything is a metaphor for that to be fair i did think the song was more about being on like molly or like mm. mdma oh yeah mm. the marketing was very rush though yeah. oh yeah, yeah a thousand percent mm. also and i would also recommend there's an extended version on spotify mm. now wow where he almost goes into a ballad uh after like the song you know uh, it kind of like the beat kind of dies down and then he does this kind of mellow ballady thing and it wow. is so good. Javi, I have a serious and question. I recommend it. How much do you love him? Because I can talk about this man oh. for hours and I need to know <laughs> if you're there. I mean, I used to watch him on YouTube. Okay, we're going to have coffee yeah. one day. We're going to have drinks and just like <laughs> All right, go y'all. there. So technically Javi has three and Kristen has one, but we are going to do this fifth question. Wait, because did you vote? Wait. Oh, I don't, oh think, I don't think you judged. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. That no, uh, Charlie was actually correct. Javi, <laughs> Javi did win. I think, I think it was abundantly clear <laughs> to so everyone so here. <laughs> you just didn't build off of the song that much. Like it. Readers, you, I, you, I, I wish you could see her face. She is. <laughs> Listen, disgusting. I'm not saying that. I did better than Javi, but I would just like us to acknowledge that we both didn't do that good. <laughs> it, it, fair. it was it was the softball round, unfortunately, mm-hmm. based off of the responses. Uh, but I will say that like you did the the song as it exists, and then just like threw in mush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware. <laughs> Thanks. I know. All right, we are doing this fifth question because it's fun. Sure, it's a fun do. one. Yeah. Um, but I did right. win. Uh, this not worth, yet. No, this that's true. Not three points. Not yet. You know what? This is a this is a super question. Yeah, it's worth two points. <laughs> I don't know. It is worth two points. All right, let's but do it. Like, okay, we can tie. 
In the style of Jordan Firstman, please give us your best impression of Taylor Swift coming out as gay. I don't know this man. Jordan who? Shit. I'm, I'm going to pull a Kiki Palmer. I'm sorry to this man. But um, <laughs> it's a cruel summer. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna send you some shit later, Kristen. I forfeit, I forfeit too. I know of him, but not well enough to do an impression. Oh, it's so he, his thing is he does impressions. Yeah. He's oh, then I may be confusing oh. him. Oh, oh I'm, can, I know who I'm. Confused. Can we give him another person to do? Can um, we do a last minute pivot? Jordan, who? Shit. What? I mean, in in the style of yourselves, please give us your best impression. Of Taylor Swift coming out as gay. Okay, Kristen, take two. Let's go. I'm choking, and I think that's what she would do. (laughs) 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 She would just stare blankly into the camera and then say, gay. And then it would go to black. (laughs) Okay, Javi. Um... Your yeah. Turn. yeah. Listen. Oh, never mind. Um, I I know, guys. It's just it. This is wild because I've never even said the word gay or lesbian before, but I've learned that that's what I am. Uh, and I didn't even know like I had gay fans. That's crazy. Uh, but welcome. Or no, you know what? Welcome me into your community. <laughs> I am welcome. <laughs> wow. Um. Jelly, you had a great initial question, and I'm sorry that we couldn't honor it the way that you Why don't deserved. you do it, Mace? Please. Yep. I, I'm judging. <laughs> All right, we're going to finish this game, and then you're going to give us your impression. <laughs> you got it. Um, I think we all know it goes to Javi. Yeah. <laughs> ow, ow. I think I did great. <laughs> I think you were realistic with the content, but like, mm-hmm. I wanted more va-va-voom in the moment. Yeah. I guess. What can I say? It's up to you. Can you give us the dance for Javi? Mm-hmm. Javi, you won Queer Town Quiz Time. Have I won it the most? Okay. I f- <laughs> <laughs> you also play every time. <laughs> That's true. I do think that we should have some kind of uh, tracker with this. We haven't done that oh, yet. I thought you were going to say, yeah. I thought we should have a, a belt, a, a professional wrestling style belt <laughs> that I can wear. Would you like that? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm Noted. looking into it. I am mm-hmm. working on that. Next time. <laughs> Easterly, if you're listening. If you're still with us. <laughs> um, well, gang, it has been quite the episode. We talked about something really serious. We got pretty silly. I um, bombed Quiz time, queer town. What is I it? I wouldn't say bomb. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, what, what, what game? Now you kind of bomb. <laughs> yeah. You what did game bomb, did... baby. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> it's definitely not. Okay. <laughs> Take us home, Mace. Well, uh, once again, from all of us in the queer town clubhouse, thank you for hanging out with us. Regardless of what day it is, we're glad you're here and we're glad you're queer. Um, once more, cheers, queers. Cheers. cheers. Cheers, cheers. And happy birthday, Charlie. Woo, woo. Thank you. Shout out, Kristen, for bringing me delicious kava. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all, folks. 
Queer Town is a Hey Kerwick production. Each episode is lovingly produced by yours truly and Kristen Washington. Our editor is Drewski Hewlett, and our project manager is Elizabeth Easterly. Visit Queer Town on Instagram and Twitter for more updates on today's episode. Thanks for being here, and thanks for being queer. Bye, babes. Thank you.